Welcome to Pivoting to Web3. Our experiences, opportunities, limitations, and downward spirals with guests and our hosts are going to be vulnerable to you, our audience. We're looking forward to talking to you, sharing with you, and getting educated. So once again, this is Donna Mitchell, host of Pivoting to Web3. Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pivoting to Web3 Podcast. This is Donna Mitchell, and today we are going to talk about change. Not just the anatomy of change, as I did in a previous episode, but we're going to talk about what it really takes to do a culture change. I mean, what you're going to do? How are you going to go about it? There is a science behind it. It just doesn't happen overnight. Some of the things that I used to think about when I had to operate in a culture change or execute a culture change or just make it successful with my team and other project managers, there's some things that are elements that are going to be mainstays to any change. If you recall in the previous episode, I talked about time, quality, and value. At the end of the day, whatever you're delivering needs to have time considerations, be on time, the quality of the product, the value to the customer, the value to the organization, quality within the organization, and time, proficiency, efficiencies, no matter how you look at it, internally or externally, time, value, and quality. No matter which way you say it, those three components are big. Now, fast forward. The other components in single words that I remember and utilize no matter what I do, you need a strategy. At the end of the day, you have to have a strategy, a strategy with some sense of structure, but more importantly, be able to tell the difference on whether it's a people issue or a people problem or a process problem. Always look at it that way. Whatever takes place, was that a people issue? Was that a process issue? Is it a process that we're trying to execute in a manner that doesn't work for people? Or do you have a people issue and they need training on the process? Break it down. So with that said, there's a lot of changes that's taking place in the world today. And there's a lot of changes that have taken place over the last few years. And with that said, there's a lot of things that have really, really impacted everyone that they look at life differently. They look at their positions, their jobs, their businesses, their personal lives. Everything has changed in regards to quality. So quality of life, lifestyles, mindset, everything has shifted. And organizations are shifting as well. So if you're not sure what's going on around you and it seems like the foundation has changed, it has. And you need to keep up modify behavior, figure it out, roll with the change. I wouldn't recommend resisting the change, depending on what it is. But normally in a corporate change, you're going to be in a better situation if you roll with the change. So I'm usually an early adopter. You could probably tell that because I'm doing pivoting to Web3. So let's get to it. Before you start a strategy, you really, really, really need to have a vision, a mission. What's the real mission of the company? What's the vision? 
Is it something that's realistic? Is it a goal? Is it is it something that you can strive for? The organization tries to be above and beyond to always be at the top of the pinnacle? Or is it something where you just want to stay competitive where you are today, which I don't recommend because you have to survive in the future and with everything taking place in the environment with technology, you're going to need to really be able to move forward and have a serious goal, vision, so you can adapt a strategy for success where you constantly survive, thrive, and make lots of money while keeping your employees happy, your external customers happy with proficiencies and execution and overall success. So how do you go about that? So first, you really want to take stock, let's say, of what's really happening in your organization. Where do you really want to go with it? Is it antiquated? Is it old? Does it need to be remodeled? Does it need to be um, retooled, reimagined, done over, scrapped? How do you really want to go about making your mission and getting your vision? in place from a structural reorganization standpoint? What departments need to be retooled? What departments need to be reevaluated? What departments do you need to drop, change, modify, integrate? Are you still operating in silos? Are you operating in an integrated fashion for today's world moving forward? Um, Those are some of the things that you really, really need to look at and evaluate and have people around you that can help you see the forest for the trees. A lot of times you may have management in place in the C-suite that don't want to look at what they need to see. And they might see it, don't understand it, don't want to deal with it, or they have other pressures where they just really want to leave it alone. Strong management team, a management team that can come in and look at business for what it is, is what you're going to need. You're going to need someone to come in that can really move things forward at a quick pace. This should not take five, 10 years. Most culture changes take place within 18 months, two years max. I mean, it needs to be done and over with. And that's all your systems, your people, your your departments, your technology. Everything needs to be done in a manner where you have a smooth change as much as possible, but you can't stay with the status quo. So you have your mission, you have your vision, you get a good team around you. You definitely need strong leadership, educated leadership, people who have a track record. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you listen. Everyone is listening, really caring about the mission, vision as you set the strategy. The strategy is one of the most important areas to be successful as you look at your business, whether you're a corporate brand, a nonprofit, or entrepreneur. You have to have some sense of strategy for everything that you do. Even when you make the pivot, of course, you're going to need a strategy. So all things come together and it's a smooth sail, as smooth as it can be, being an entrepreneur or anyone in business. So after your strategy, when I talked about the structure, that's also going to be something that's going to need to change. And people and processes, well, once again, 
Sometimes people are in positions that should have never been there in the beginning. You got to stop having all this nepotism going on sometime in these jobs. I mean, hello, anybody out there listening to what I'm saying? I know you can relate. We put people in positions sometimes just because they related to somebody or politics instead of putting people in positions that can really do the job. And then when the place is operating in a dysfunctional manner and everybody's having issues and problems and don't know what to do or how, that's why you have people in positions that shouldn't be there in the beginning. So if you're going to clean up shop, if you're going to do a culture change, you're going to restructure, you're going to reposition, you really need to look at things for what they really are, not for what you wanted them to be. And they failed and it's dysfunctional and you continue with it. Enough said. So you've got your people. Remember, people are important internally and externally. Internally. Employee satisfaction is really, really important. If you've got unions, you want to try to, in some situations, work with your employees and departments in a manner where you don't need a union. That was really what was going on very early on in some of the industries that I used to work in and others. If you were fair, you didn't have any unions. Once you start treating people with less dignity, not being fair, not caring about their lifestyle or reasonable accommodations or ADA and all those laws that came in play, you start having unions. But at the end of the day, satisfaction with employees internally will make everybody's lives a lot better. And then your customers will have those magical moments where they always want to return and buy and give you money. <laughs> the whole reason you're in business. <laughs> so. Keep that in mind. But internal customers, external customers, keeping your customers happy, look at it from a customer-centric standpoint, and you will be okay. So processes. I touched on that a little bit earlier. You got to look at your processes, be they accounting, be it for retention, advancement, all your processes, customer satisfaction, complaints, productivity, efficiency, supply, demand, donorship. All your processes are important because it comes back to your time, your quality, and your value. So all of this matters. So when you look at how you want to change, once you make the pivot, you decide, oh, got to go this way. Well, where you want to go this way? It's time to really make that decision. What's your goal? What's your vision? What's your mission? Where are you going to be competitive? Where are you going to be mediocre? How are you going to exceed your competition? Why should a customer buy from you? What are their solutions? Because they have pain points and nobody wants to buy and seem like you're just selling to them. They always want you to solve something. That's the new day of sales. What do they say? Sell a solution. What are the pain points? What's the customer's journey? So with that said, I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, when you're working with people, you're going to need to really um, get that first group that's really willing to adopt, the early adopters moving along. And teams, teams are really important. I really forgot to mention that, that teams are going to be the most important thing in doing a culture chain is that you have cross-functional, high-performing teams and a project manager or leadership that knows how to execute in a manner where everybody feels they're part of the team 
contributing to the team, and they want to see the best for the company, the mission, the vision, and be successful. And that takes skill. That takes the ability to motivate, but also provide a foundation and an environment where people feel safe, where people feel that they can contribute or share or ask questions. So cross-functional teams, it's important that the leadership are strong, dedicated, committed, educated, and understand the direction, the strategy, the mission, vision, and goals and objectives, and have a long-term strategic plan and have the tactical in play as well. So I don't want to forget that piece because when you're dealing with the people, you also have to look at the talent, your talent retention, and how you hire. Let's talk about how you hire. Are people a motivational fit or not? I mean, come on. Let's not put somebody in a position that don't belong there. I don't care how hungry you are to have somebody in that position. That isn't going to work. You're going to waste your time, money, effort, energy. So I just wanted to bring that to the forefront, the importance of teams, cross-functional teams, and change and the process of change and the leadership and the importance of valuing everyone in the organization. It's like a symphony. Everybody has an instrument to play. And it has to be played in a certain tone, with a certain approach, with a certain delicacy, so you can have just the right chord, rhythm, and pitch. Same thing for your organizations. Everybody has a part to play in order to make the moments of magic The moments of misery you want to avoid and you want to get out of mediocrity and neutrality. As simple as that. So as we move into the technology space, we've talked a little bit about the process. We've talked about the people. We've talked about the strategy. We talked a little bit about the structure. But, you know, I'm big at technology, so I really want to talk about that. At the end of the day, technology is really important. So no matter what it is, if it's antiquated, get it out of there. I mean, come on. We still got places with fax machines. Now, for some companies or industries, fax machines is the way they go. But if you really got some antiquated equipment, come on, let's get it upgraded. Let's get a grant, do whatever you got to do. In regards to technology, computers, laptops, smartphones, make sure they're effective, efficient, necessary, appropriate for the benefit of the company and the employee have updated information, organizational policies. It's important. I think lastly, in regards to updating technology and pivoting even into Web3, or reimagining your technology or your wish list. Do everything as if you have to implement in a perfect style and foresight. So if you need to do a beta test, do a beta test. You don't have to bite the apple all at once, but you do have to do it in a manner that makes sense so you execute with excellence. The other thing I'd like to mention um, in regards to 
changes and culture changes. What I noticed in nonprofit organizations, sometimes they don't really have a good policy on how they're doing credit cards, um, management uh, policies, and who gets a card, how they use the card. Um, If you have a company card, that's all part of the culture. Do you have any requirements in play? Is there a maximum? Are there any guidelines? What is your reporting structure? How frequently do they report? What can go in the card? Has it been explained to the employee? Um, don't wait until after you give them the card to tell them what they can and cannot use it on and then want to fire them. Some people don't recognize what to do with the business card or not. So make sure that that's covered off, you know, in your HR. But a lot of the changes that take place should be swift and they still fall back into time, value and quality at the end of the day. Um, I found this to be really important because as we talk about pivoting into Web3, that's still going to be a change in the culture. Some people are not sure how to make the change or how to pivot. And so much has happened in the world. They really don't know what to do personally with their businesses. But we still have to modify and be of a mindset that stays open and willing to learn, to willing to explore, be like a child, be curious. Um, These are some of the necessary um, ingredients for success in order to keep moving and learning and growing as you go forward and connecting with people and networking, Um, staying open um, to diversity, staying open to um, the changes that are taking place, not only in our own environments, but in our neighborhoods and in our communities. And, you know, as we go forward and, and work and talk and share and and be kind with one another. So change is inevitable. The only thing constant is change. I've been hanging around this earth quite a few decades. I've been saying that. And the only thing I have mastered that I really feel I've mastered is how to adapt to change and move through the cracks. Thanks for listening to Pivoting to Web 3 at pivotingtoweb3.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that it gets to you with every episode that comes out. We have lots of great opportunities, limitations, and downward spirals being revealed by our guests. And thank you in advance for all your reviews and comments. I appreciate you so much. I look forward to serving you in the next week's episode.